Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 20th, 2020. So I'm teaching a series entitled Great Freedom, and in that, in this series, I kind of got into this vein where I've been teaching on the importance of your words. This is Speak the Word Only, part four. Yesterday, we, look at, we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, and we also looked at a passage in Mark chapter 11. Let's go back to both again this morning. Speak the Word Only, part four. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to that which was written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. Well, we also believe and therefore we speak. In Mark chapter 11, we see an example of this. I told you yesterday the whole story about Jesus going from Bethany to Jerusalem and all of that. But anyway, Jesus spoke to a tree. It dried up. The disciples were amazed. And then this is what Jesus said about that. When they was like, when Peter was like, oh, snap, Jesus, the tree that you spoke to yesterday, it dried up from the roots. Then Jesus said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you that whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says shall come to pass, then he will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, you got to believe that you receive them and you will have them. So he's saying, listen, if you can ever get to the point where you speak words of faith from a believing heart without a doubt in your heart and you're speaking what God has spoken over your life and you're decreeing what God has declared over your life and you're saying what God is revealing to you about your life, that you that there are things that were concealed from you, but that were prepared for you and that God is revealing to you and God is showing you the things that he made for you and planned for you from the foundations of the world. And if you can see those things and believe them in your heart and then openly declare them, speaking words of faith from a believing heart without a doubt, without a single ounce of doubt, you're going to have what you say. I'm talking about the importance of your words. So what does this mean to you today? This is a very important message. I have three things to share with you on this morning. Let's get into these three things. Number one, Jesus redeemed us, you and I, to a realm of no limits. I don't know if you know this, but I've been teaching on no limit living for years. But Jesus redeemed us to a realm of no limits. Let me explain what I mean. Adam and Eve were created in the very image and in the very likeness of God. They were created to be God's representatives on this planet. So basically a representative, like within the context of what I'm saying, they were literally created to represent God in this world, right? So to represent God in this world. To do so, God deposited himself inside of Adam and Eve. God placed his own spirit inside of Adam when he breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul or a speaking spirit. So the Holy Spirit was Adam and Eve's direct connection to the Father because God is a spirit. And so he's communicating with them spirit to spirit. And they were so spiritual that they were not even humanly cognizant of the fact that they were physically naked. So they were naked, the Bible says, and they were not ashamed. This is Genesis 2 and 25. So before sin, Adam and Eve, they received downloads from heaven on a daily basis. I mean, my God, this is how we're supposed to live. They didn't go to school. They didn't have an education, but they had revelation. So without an education, they were still totally equipped to live like God in this world because God placed himself inside of them. So through the Holy Spirit, they received divine insight. They received 
instant knowledge, supernatural wisdom, Holy Spirit enabled understanding. And they got this all day, every day. There was nothing that they could not do because God was on them and in them and with them and for them, right? So all of this was interrupted when they sinned. As soon as Adam ate, the Bible says that his eyes were open, her eyes were open. They realized that they were naked and they tried to cover themselves up and they were resigned to living the rest of their lives as mere humans. So that's terrible, right? And then under the old covenant, and this is where people get confused, under the old covenant, the Lord established a system of rites and rituals and routines and religion. And that was a temporary solution until Jesus came. Jesus didn't come so we could continue with all this religious stuff. Jesus came to redeem us all the way back to Adam. Jesus came to get us back to the life that we were supposed to live in this world. Jesus came to get us out of the mess that Adam got us into. So when Jesus was on the scene, he didn't operate like the Old Testament. When Jesus was on the scene, he was not operating with rites and rituals and religion and routine. And that's why the people that were religious, they had a problem with Jesus. Because when Jesus walked the earth, he walked like Adam. He was supernatural. He was, he was, he was not seeing limits. He was, he was usurping limits. He was superseding the limits and the laws of this world. So unlike the people of the Old Testament and the religious people of Jesus's day that were focused on religious activity, Jesus was not here to be religious. He was here to walk as a human conduit of the divine. So let me just say this. That is sad that today, 2020, many people are still very religious. And so when you preach the impossible, when I'm saying, my, my God, there's a God of no limits and, and the realm of no limits is, is available to you and you can see the invisible and perform the impossible. There are people that are very religious that claim to love Jesus that will criticize you because people criticize what they do not understand. They never see any miracle signs and wonders because they don't believe in it right? And so, listen, I grew up in a very religious environment, but thankfully for me, those days are over. I'm saying, I know that Jesus redeemed me all the way back to Adam. I know that there's an unseen realm waiting for us to tap into it. By faith, we can see it. We can believe it. We can experience it. And then, as we see in this text, faith is voice activated. Glory to God. I mean, so by faith, you're going to say some stuff that you see until you see in this world what you said. And this may seem crazy. And honestly, to religious people, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, they fought against Jesus. They will fight against you. But listen, I'm telling you that there's a realm of no limits. There's nothing you can't do because there's nothing God can't do. And he lives inside of you. Number two, so this world of no limits is waiting for you to believe. There's a world, there's a realm of no limits that is waiting for you to believe. Jesus did not see limits. Jesus said by faith, everything the father told them to say. Jesus attempted, you know, did by faith, everything the father revealed to him to do. So he did this without any regard for human limits. He did this without any regard for what the religious people would say. He did this at the risk of looking foolish. He was led of the Holy Spirit and whatever the Holy Spirit told him to say, he said it. Whatever the Holy Spirit told him to do, he did it. And he, he did it without any regard for the people of this, you know, the, the systems of this world or what people would think. And this is how we're supposed to live. This is the life of faith. So to be clear, let me explain what I'm saying. 
you are living in two realms at the same time. Once you're born again, like right now, I'm, I'm seated in a hotel room in Washington, D.C. But at the same time, I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You are living in two realms at the same time. So with your natural eyes, with these eyes, the physical eyes, you see the things of this world and you get to see things from a human point of view. But with the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, you get to see things from God's point of view at the same time. And then you have to choose which one you're going to believe, right? So in Mark chapter 11, we see a good example of this. Jesus walks up to a fig tree and with his physical body, he saw the fig tree from as just like a mere human, right? He saw two realities. In one sense, as a man, he saw the fig tree strong, full of leaves. But through the Holy Spirit, he saw the fig tree dead, dried up from the roots, so he was looking at two realities. His physical man was saying, this tree is alive and it's strong and it's vibrant and it's full of leaves. It just doesn't have any figs. And in his spirit, he was saying, no, this tree is dead and it's dried up from the roots. And so when you have a conflict between what your body is saying and what the Holy Spirit is saying, your soul gets to decide which one you're going to believe, right? So in his soul, Jesus had to make a decision. Am I going to say what my body is telling me? or I'm going to say what the Holy Spirit is telling me. Now, thankfully for us, we have an example in Jesus that Jesus chose spirit over body. He chose supernatural over natural 100% of the time. And that should be our goal. As believers, we should strive to get to the point where we're choosing spirit over body 100% of the time, right? Honestly, not all of us do it, but the, the goal is to get to that point. And Jesus did it. Jesus said out loud, what he believed, he said, no man shall eat fruit from you ever again. And 24 hours later, the tree was dead. So when the disciples saw it the next day, Jesus took this as an opportunity to teach them about faith. And Jesus said that if you say what God is revealing to you and you say it out loud and you say it from a believing heart and you say it without a doubt in your heart, you are going to have what you say. And I think that What's keeping many believers from living in this reality is that we, a lot of us just don't truly believe in a life of no limits. When Jesus saw a different reality, Jesus said a different reality, and then he experienced what he saw and what he said, and that's how we're supposed to live. So this is why Jesus was able to be used of the Father to multiply fish and loaves, or to heal the sick, or to raise the dead, or to walk on water. And then Jesus, he was able, thankfully, a few times able to convince the disciples to do the same thing. Like when they were handing out fishes and loaves, the fish and the loaves were multiplying in their own hands, right? And so some of the disciples were used of, of God to heal the sick. Matter of fact, Peter got to the point where his shadow healed people, right? So, I mean, this is possible, but you have to believe it. Peter walked on water, even though he only took a few steps, but it is possible. You just have to believe. So that's the point. The point is, if you can see a life with no limits, you can experience it. But if you cannot see a life with no limits, then you will never experience the life that Jesus died to provide you. So number three, and finally, as I wrap this thing up, let me tell you something for this morning, because this is a very important message. Don't allow the devil to keep you from peering into the impossible. I mean, don't allow the devil to keep you from the supernatural. The devil has stolen from us, from humans, a life of unlimited possibilities. But Jesus came to get that thing back. I mean, once you're in Jesus, the impossible is possible to you. 
right? The, the, the life of unlimited possibilities is possible, but you have to see it. You have to see into the unseen realm. You have to believe what you see. You have to speak it by faith. Uh, nothing is impossible, the Bible says, for him that believe. Jesus killed the tree by speaking words of faith from a believing heart. And he then taught his disciples and us that we can live the same way. That if we speak words of faith from a believing heart without a doubt in our heart, that we will have what we say and nothing is impossible, but you got to believe it. There's a realm of no limits. Please spend the time with the Holy Spirit to peer into it, to believe it, to declare it, and to attempt it. This is how we're supposed to live. So I have some questions for you as I close. Look at me real quick. Lean in a little bit. Serious questions. Are you a believer? Like for real, are you a believer or a doubter? I mean, do you truly believe God? Are you convinced that you are born again and that God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit lives inside of you? Do you believe that? Like, like right now, I have a meeting here in about an hour, but do you believe that you're carrying God on, around on the inside of you? That you're taking God into every meeting, every conversation, every activity that you engage in on a daily basis? Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can reveal things to you that were prepared for you from the foundations of the world but concealed from you? I mean, do you believe this stuff? I'm, this is not something I read. This is how I live. I mean, I want you to believe this thing. When God reveals something to you, it's for you. You got to believe it no matter how impossible it seems. And as I close, let me tell the, say this. Are you, do, will you believe what God reveals or are you the type of person that's going to then stop for a minute and insert re reason and logic and common sense? You will reason and logic and common sense your way out of the impossible. Stop factoring in the things that God has factored out. God has given you a life of no limits. Stop allowing your human reasoning to keep you from the impossible. So let's speak something over our lives today. I'm, I'm serious about this word. This God really implanted this on my heart and pressed this on me this morning. It's time for us to believe God, man. Let's say some stuff. Say this. Say, Father, you created mankind in your image and after your likeness. You placed us in this world to be your representatives. This means that I'm supposed to literally represent you in this world. Adam lived this way before the fall. He saw the invisible and he performed the impossible. When Adam fell, mankind was resigned to living as mere humans. But thankfully, Father, Jesus came to redeem us. Through Jesus, the Holy Spirit was restored to man. I am born again. You live on the inside of me. There's nothing you can't do. That means there's nothing I can't do. The impossible is possible for me. When you reveal something to me, no matter how impossible it seems, I believe it. I openly declare it and I attempt it by faith. And as I do, you perform the supernatural through me. So I declare that I live with a no limit mentality and I will live this way for the rest of my life. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, I don't know why not. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it 
and sign up and, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I'm serious. I know I had a lot of technical difficulties this morning getting started, but forget all of that. This word was really important. I pray that you get this down in your heart. The impossible is possible for you. There's an unseen realm, and if you can peer into it, you can experience the life that God intended for you to live. It will be a life that is far beyond anything you can ask or think or dream or imagine. It's God's dream for your life. I pray that you experience it. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you, and God loves you more. God bless you. Have an amazing-